Welcome into 20th and Blake here on the Mile High Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Drew Creaseman, and as always, I'm excited to be talking Colorado Rockies baseball with you here on the show. Got a bit of a silly, hopefully fun and ridiculous podcast for you today. Was talking with some friends out there on the internet spaces, talking a little bit of Rockies, uh, trying to get uh, one or two last, what I consider to be off-season topics, a few fun ones in before, you know, we really do start diving into the baseball once they start playing it, you know, we'll have baseball to dive into, and so we'll have players to talk about, performance to talk about, all of those kinds of things, and so... I, I do want to do a couple of more fun ones. Uh, I've thrown out some questions for some folks, and uh, I got this idea from actually uh, a lot of folks that hang out with me in my Discord channel about combining uh, some of my nerdiness, which as most of you know, I'm a big gigantic nerd, into the baseball conversation. But actually as a framing device, I feel like this is a really good way to think about beginning the season because what they asked of me was, you know, who is the fellowship of the Colorado Rockies, essentially, right? Like the fellowship of the ring, the the core characters from the Lord of the Rings that take the ring to Mount Doom. And you all know the story, even if you're not a big, gigantic nerd like me. So I figured I would do this. Uh, it, it'll be a lot of fun. And, and it can actually even masquerade as a little bit of baseball analysis here. I'm going to go through the list. I am going to say one thing for uh the folks like me who know who the fellowship are and are wondering why I've only got eight people here instead of nine. I just decided it was, it was just not going to be very nice to compare somebody to Boromir, not to overdo the analysis of Lord of the Rings right now, but just because he does end up, you know, with spoilers for this movie from 2001, uh, betraying the team and stuff. And, and while I, I don't think he's a bad guy and he's not meant to be a bad guy, there's still a weird way of like saying like, who's the outsider is almost what he is. And I, and I don't want to do that. I could frame it another way, but that was just too much. So I'm going to go through and talk about some Colorado Rockies players who I think make sense as members of the Fellowship of the Ring. And of course, the most obvious one, come on, there's a gimme here, right? As soon as I said it, anyone who didn't know this was about to happen went, so Charlie Blackman is Gandalf, right? And that is correct. Charlie Blackman is Gandalf. And not just because of the epic beard and hair combination, though, you could very easily see Charlie Blackman in his elder years playing a version of Gandalf with the hair and, and everything, right? But even in terms of like Gandalf's role in the story, which is to be kind of the wise elder guide who's got quite a bit more experience than the rest of the group, but he can't carry the weight, as it were, right? He is not he's not the ring bearer, he's not the king. He can't really do the big thing in the end. And we're definitely at that stage of Charlie Blackman's career. While he'll still have those big, huge individual moments, right? He can give you a walk-off home run here and there. He can come in clutch. He can be a great leader. He's still got plenty to give in battle, as it were, right? He's not the guy that's going to decide whether or not you win or lose anymore. But he can be the guy who can push the other people into those roles and help them become the best of who they are. So Charlie Blackman, obviously at this stage in his career has moved into that kind of role. I think it's one that he's accepted very well. And that isn't to say that he has by any means put his own uh, production on the, on the back burner, right? He still very much intends to go out there and I'm sure he very much intends to hit this year and hit well, you know, and, and, and not just sort of go out with a, with a puff of smoke 
in his final years here. So a <laughs> little wizard imagery for you there. So Charlie Blackman as Gandalf the gray or the white, whichever one you choose. Yeah, I think Charlie would look good in both. We also noted uh, in part of this conversation that Charlie Blackman works so well for these kinds of things. Over the years, you get asked stuff like this. You know, who would you have a beer with? Who do you want to go fly fishing with? Uh, who would survive in a zombie apocalypse? Who would? And for 95% of these questions, Charlie Blackman is a really good answer. <laughs> it's just like, so you got to start there with Wizard Chuck. Chuck Nasty. We'll, we'll work on the wizard name. Chuck, Chuck, Chuck Wizzy. Mm, don't love it. I don't love it. Uh, all right, moving down the list, we have got, let, let's go with the ring bearer. This was the one where I actually couldn't decide and I was stuck between two. So again, everyone knows the story, but just as a reminder, right? Frodo carrying the ring to Mountain Doom is a symbol for hope, right? He's carrying hope, but it's also dangerous and, and risky and scary, right? And, and there's a great deal of unknown. And so for this it's between two prospects for me, and really, it's it, it's kind of both of them. And no, I'm not making one of them Samwise, and, and you'll understand why here in a minute. But Ezekiel Tovar and Zach Veen are going to have to be the ring bearers of hope for this team, right? They're the ones who are going to have to bear the biggest burden of taking the Rockies from a, a team right now that basically nobody is happy with. Nobody is happy with the way the Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story era ended. Including them, by the way, not to whatever, but they're not happy with it either. And they need someone to usher in a new era, which is exactly what Frodo ultimately does, right? He has to brave the storm of all the media criticism and the pressure and the hate on the team and all the things being very, very young being inexperienced but still you're the one who has to embody all of the hope you're the one who has to lead us out of the darkness and that's basically the role that Ezekiel Tovar and Zach Veen have been handed whether they want it or not those are the two guys who have the ability the underlying raw talent to make the Rockies into a competitive team again. Obviously, a lot of other things have to go right around them. The same way Frodo doesn't do it by himself, right? All of these other pieces, and this is why this analogy is actually so perfect, is because Frodo only gets to take the ring to Mount Doom because everything else happens around him, right? All of the other people play their part. But it's also the case that the other people playing their part wouldn't have done anything if it hadn't been for Frodo ultimately doing the biggest part of it, right? And that's going to have to be probably Zach Veen. Probably ultimately he's going to have to be the guy who is the next superstar of this team. It, I still think Tovar has a chance to be that guy. And like I said, the best case scenario the, the best way in which you get to a true Frodo situation where you've really got this just light in the darkness is if it's both of them. If both of those guys turn into all-star caliber players, they can save the next four years of this franchise. Assuming they have their Samwise, their Marion Pippin, and so on. So let's talk about those characters. Samwise is Ryan McMahon in so, so so many ways 
Now, Samwise is one of those characters that I think has been called underrated so often that may, maybe he's not anymore. But still, as has often been noted, he often literally carries the burden just as much as Frodo, right? To the extent that he has to literally carry Frodo. He is the heart and soul of the story, even if he is rarely its centerpiece, its focal point. And that's been the case with Ryan McMahon, who, unfortunately, with his offensive struggles, hasn't been able to become the kind of guy. And I shouldn't even say total struggles. Like, he's a league average MLB offensive player, right? We just, a lot of us thought that, that he could be more, and he still very much could be, right? But as it is, he's not the ring bearer, and he's not the king, and he's not the great epic warrior in battle. But what he is, is the person who everyone else in the fellowship understands is the warm center of it all, right? Ryan McMahon is very much uh, a vibes leader on the team as well as being an actual leader on the team. And then the things that he does extraordinarily well are underrated. So whether or not Sam is actually underrated as a character, I would say inside the story, things like cooking, taking care of the garden, taking care of the clothes, making sure that they're walking the right direction. You know, all of these things, uh, that's Ryan McMahon's extraordinary defense. That's his patience at the plate. That's his actually pretty well above average base running that, that rarely gets talked about for a guy who plays a corner power spot. You know, the, all these little things that he does well, and which goes along with clubhouse chemistry, leadership, and all of those things. So... For me, yeah, again, they're both uh, greater than the sum of their parts. That's another thing I would say about both Samwise and Ryan McMahon is that, you know, you if you just look at the stats, you'd be like, ah, Sam didn't really kill that many orcs. You know, he didn't really, uh, he didn't drop the ring in. He didn't, you know, come to think of it, his stats aren't. But then, you know, you look at, hey, why did the team end up succeeding? And it has a lot to do with him. And and that will be the case, again, if if the Ezekiel Tovars and Zach Veens of the world can turn this thing around, if this Rockies team ends up being competitive, the fact that they've got a world-class defender, a world-class human being, who also, yeah, you can pencil them in for 20-plus home runs a year, some really good at-bats throughout the season and all of that, you got yourself Samwise Gamgee. All right, I mentioned him earlier, though. Where would any of the fellowship be without Mary and Pippin, the unsung heroes, if ever there were. And for that, of course, I've got to go with the pitchers, Freeland and Marquez. This one, actually, I'm mostly looking at this like as if the team were taking off on their adventure right now, which they are, right? A season's about to start, and, and this is who will take them. But Freeland and Marquez have kind of been the Mary and Pippin of the Colorado Rockies for a while. Even going back to the Nolan and Trevor era, it was... You know, those guys got all the ink, and I, and I can totally understand why. And when people talk about the success of that team, they tend to talk about those offensive players. And when they talk about the way it's fallen apart since they left, again, they tend to focus on those guys. But both in terms of the success and, unfortunately, last year, the lack of success, I feel like Freeland and Marquez tend to be greatly overlooked. And their contributions are very, very important. Uh, more important than most people would probably realize, which is... Uh, you know why it does end up having to be the the role of the king at the end of the movie to say no 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 we, we you don't bow to anyone right you, you all know that line so yeah like also 
in terms of the fact that both Marquez and Freeland, low-key, pretty funny. Uh, funny guys. Uh, you know, they, they're they're good vibes guys as well. Uh, they they definitely keep it popping and and can uh, keep the clubhouse light. And I think that that's really good for you. So it, it actually fits in that way as well. But the biggest one for me is definitely the fact that, you know, those, those guys end up playing a really vital role in everything that happens. And very few people will ever know or recognize it. And that's not just the case for Freeland and Marquez, but basically every Rockies pitcher ever, especially if they were on a team that happened to do well. The entire 1995 staff is completely underrated. I thought 2007 staff and the 2009 staff, very underrated. The individual pitchers, Ubaldo Jimenez, Jorge De La Rosa, Aaron Cook, very underrated. Right? They don't get the recognition that they deserve. They don't get the credit that they deserve. Uh, and yeah, because they don't get to live the, the big glory moments. But without them, the teams don't succeed. And that's simple as that. All right, we got a couple of big ones left here. We've got Legolas, of course, everyone's favorite high-trick-wielding elf. Can do all kinds of fun stuff. And I had to go with Brendan Rodgers here. Uh, again, Brendan Rodgers emerging last year as a, a diamond-caliber defender. Uh, it was extraordinary to witness and is Impressive in many ways, much like watching Legolas. Extreme feats of athleticism, just extraordinary wow moments, and all of that. But then you do even have that element of like excitement in, in multiple ways, right? It's not just that the defense is exciting, but I still think that there's uh, a lot of excitement to be held around Brendan Rodgers in terms of his bat. I still think there's more to come there. I still think that there's growth to be had. And... Yeah, I, I think it's going to be difficult for him to ever emerge as the absolute leader or or, or be seen, you know, in that category as, as someone I'm going to talk about here in just a minute. But he could end up being the, the guy who ends up, you know, as it were, taking out. I mentioned earlier Samwise not taking down that many orcs, right? And famously throughout the movies, Legolas and Gimli have this competition to see who can take the most down. And I can see Brendan Rodgers being that guy who... He even kind of did it last year where, statistically speaking, he was arguably the best player on the team, even though I think a lot of people who watched it wouldn't necessarily have reached that conclusion and certainly not according to the bat, right? It's so much of that value was on defense. So it's a little bit difficult to tell, but as his bat begins to emerge, I think he could end up being one of those guys who's just the stats leader on the team, the guy who's taken down the most number of orcs, the guy who's doing the most amount of awesome cool nonsense and uh, really just one of the reasons to watch the Rockies for the next several several years I mentioned Gimli there's a little bit of an irony here in the fact that I'm taking the biggest guy on the Rockies actually Michael Tolia is now the biggest guy on the Rockies and, and he's not on this but I did you know shout out to him but I am taking CJ Crone as Gimli the dwarf which there's something kind of hilarious about that but but it, it's the strength right there's uh, Gimli's got the the raw strength, uh, again, I think I've used the word underrated too much here. And, and I feel like a lot of times these guys are, but this one is more like the understated than underrated, right? I think people know when and love Gimli, 
he just doesn't go out of his way. You know, it's not very flashy. I was talking about leg loss, very, very flashy, right? Brendan Rodgers, very flashy player. Even Ryan McMahon, pretty flashy player. Not a lot of flash in C.J. Crone's game, unless you count 500-foot home runs and stuff. But there's just sturdy, steady rockness to it, right? He is the solid rock of the Colorado Rockies. And, well, Gimli and Dwarves, and they mine. You get it. I'm very clever. But, uh, but yeah, there, there is that, that kind of steadiness to him, uh, an easiness to him. Everybody loves Gimli. Everybody loves C.J. Crone. And, yeah, not to overdo the analogy, but there there's some just raw strength there. <laughs> there there's just a power that I went, uh, yeah, who, who wields the hammer, I guess, was the other way I thought of it, right? And right now on the ball club, C.J. Crone wields the hammer. Uh, I think that's pretty clear. And finally, for this long and silly analogy, and I may catch some flack for this one, but I am picking as Aragorn, Strider. He's got several other names, and I'm not going to do all the, the Return of the King. Chris Bryant. And this may feel a little premature to be like, but but again, remember the, the arc of the movies, if I may be overly interpretive, right? The, the king does not return until the third one. He doesn't really take up that mantle of, okay, fine, I'll be the leader, I'll be the king, until later in the story. For the first while, he really just wants to be one of the guys, one of the fellowship, one of the thing. And, and Chris Bryant honestly comes to the Rockies with some leadership expectations, but still I think it's going to take him a little while to grow into that. And it's certainly difficult to do when you're not playing. And the fact that his first season was so injury riddled, I think is a good sort of parallel between where we meet Aragorn at the beginning of the story, where he's not using his real name, where he's hiding in the shadows, where he's doing like rogue stuff. And he's, you know, not quite the leader or sort of great man that we we will know he will come to be. Right. And there's also this he's kind of haunted by his past. And I think there's a little bit now where I don't think Chris Bryant is haunted by his past, but I think the media and fans are haunted by Chris Bryant's past, right? There's this notion out there that he's washed up. His best years are behind him. Yeah, he used to be an MVP. He used to be an all-star, but that was in Chicago, right? And now he's not that guy anymore. So despite the fact that he ha- he's been the king, He's been MVP. He's been World Series champ. He's been on top. He doesn't feel like it right now. Right now, it feels like a guy who hasn't played in forever, and he's on a bad team, and who knows? And he's going to have to be the one. As much as, like I said, Ezekiel Tovar and Zach Veen have to be the new superstars who carry the ring, carry the hope, carry the next generation into the future. Chris Bryant will have to be the wise elder who grows fully into that role of being the wise elder. Remember, Chris Bryant is younger than Nolan Arenado. He's younger than me considerably (laughs) at this point. I keep getting older and these baseball players keep getting younger. But that was almost Matthew McConaughey, wasn't it? Anyway, back to the wrong movie. Chris Bryant... I think has every opportunity. There's there's also like a calm 
kind of leadership and steadiness to him. He, he's given some recent interviews about just that's the kind of guy he is. Very, very optimistic. You can see it. I've been around him down at the ballpark several times, talked to him several times. There's just a calm ease to him. I think once he starts getting into the games and showing that he's still got it, he's going to prove that, yeah, you know, kind of like Aragorn, he's still got it. He can still go. And he can be a leader, and he's going to need to be. That's, you know, with this long contract, he, whether, you know, I still think he's got two, three, four years of really, really good baseball in him, if, if health will permit. But like everyone does, you, you grow out of your physical prime, and I think he's going to be one of the best guys possible at handling that transition and, and you just have to hope, if you're a Rockies fan, that they can then build around these other players, right? That, that if that does work out, if Brian, if in, in the last two or three years of this mega deal, if really what you're paying him for is leadership, that guys like Veen, Tolia, Tovar, and even some of these guys still like McMahon and Rogers have emerged and or taken that step. And obviously the big thing that we're not talking about today because we're having fun is the starting pitching. But that's for another time because today was about goofing off and having fun. Talk about Rockies and Lord of the Rings and stuff. Let me know what you think of those picks. Let me know if you would have uh, done it differently. If there's any other characters. I thought about going beyond the fellowship and then I was like, this is this is just going to get messy. I was overextending analogies. I was like trying to figure out like, you know... You know, who's Arwen and stuff. I was like, mm, let's maybe just, let's maybe just leave it at that. Like I said, I didn't even feel comfortable comparing somebody to Boromir just because he betrays the team. I was like, eh, I got to go down there and start talking to these guys in a couple of weeks. And I could just imagine one of them being like, so I'm the Boromir, huh? <laughs> I can also imagine that none of them have any idea who any of these people are. I don't know anymore. I don't know. Do the, do the young ball players... I mean, certainly the, the guys my age at least know Lord of the Rings. But I wonder now, like, does Ezekiel Tovar have any idea who Gandalf is? <laughs> you know, I have no idea. That'd be, well, there's a question to ask when I get down there. I won't, but I could. Anyway, thank you all for hanging out for what was clearly a very silly thing. Let me know if you'd like to hear me do more of this kind of thing. Look, it's going to be a silly year. As I've mentioned several times before, there's going to be more things like this. I will do my best to dive deep into the baseball analysis when the baseball itself calls for it. But I, I think fans need these kinds of breathers every once in a while, too, to just step back and have a little bit of fun and do something totally different. So if you enjoy that, let me know and let me know what other things kind of like this uh, you'd be interested in hearing me talk about. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Drew Creaseman. You can always send stuff Mile High Sports Way. And make sure that you're checking out the mailbags that we're going to be doing every week on Mile High Sports as well. Thank you all for listening in to this episode of 20th and Blake. I hope you will continue to be absolutely awesome out there. You know that I will continue to be absolutely Drew Creaseman in here. And until next time, I will see you at the ballpark.